Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. Welcome back to Living with Great Expectation Part 2. I realized that I never finished one of the stories that I was sharing to build your faith in the last episode, and I thought I would take the opportunity to finish that story for you. For those of you who didn't listen to episode number 11, Living with Great Expectation, I was sharing about a story that involved my own lack of faith for the things I'd been praying for. You see, I'd been preparing the atmosphere like we learned about in an earlier episode with Michelle, but I'd spent that time preparing and praying over my desk and praying over the windows and inviting God's presence to come and intermingle with me as I was teaching and also touch my students and bring healing to their bodies, to open up their minds to the possibility of the things of heaven. But in the middle of all that, during a social studies lesson, a conversation arose that ended abruptly. And then when the bell rang, I had a little boy, sixth grade, standing in front of me with tears running down his eyes. Now, if you'll remember with me, I asked the girls standing next to him who I knew were believers and knew how to lead people to Jesus to go ahead and lead him through the salvation prayer because I was afraid of losing my job in this particular situation. Well, I want to tell you the rest of the story. So the next day, this sixth grader comes back and remember he was the one who had issues with women and authority, hadn't treated me very respectfully, I'd say for the better part of that year. But as soon as he came back, his countenance or his face had completely changed. So he looked peaceful. He looked calm and he didn't seem to have any issues for the rest of the year with me. He seemed happy and joyful. The encouraging part of the story is that when we do give our lives to Jesus, remember there's a transformation that begins. It's like the invitation that starts the whole party of us partnering with Jesus. And Father God sees us through the lens of Jesus. We're covered in the blood, right? We've been made righteous. So his whole standing had changed. And it was so visual to me as a teacher because I'd had issues with his behavior beforehand of how powerful the impact of God's presence in my classroom could truly be. It wasn't just the salvation, but it was the aftermath of that. It was behavior changing. It was language that was changing. It was he and my interaction changing, which made my own classroom more peaceful just because of this child's choice to invite Jesus into his heart. Today, as we move on with part two, I want to bring up the scripture from Revelation 19.10 that says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You may have heard this before and wondered what it meant, or maybe you've heard it over and over again and you know what it means. But I think in the classroom, we have to remember that whether we're teaching public, private, or homeschool, there's no sacred versus secular. The Holy Spirit wants to invade wherever we are at. He wants to come in and stir things up. He wants to make people aware of his presence and he wants to fill us with more of himself so that we're empowered to do the very works of Jesus. Because Jesus himself said that we would do even greater works than these. 
So we're invited into a place as kingdom people to step into the truth of Ephesians 1, where we are truly seated in heavenly places above all powers and principalities, powers and dominions. We are above the noise. Yes, these are great things to celebrate, great truths. So as we're in our classrooms, we need to remember to take note of the sixth grade boy who gave his heart to Jesus. I mean, that was like the coolest breakthrough that I'd had to date at that point. But I want to tell you, there was more to come. So it's in when we live in expectation, Holy Spirit, you're going to show up on my behalf. You're going to speak to me. You're going to give me wisdom and words from heaven to speak where yokes are broken off of kids. Breakthrough comes, healing comes. I used to pray on the way to work that even kids who had autism and different fetal alcohol syndrome, or I had kids that were homeless. I prayed that the connections in their mind, the healing that was needed in their hearts would take place, that neurons and synapses would fire when they're supposed to, that I would see breakthrough in their learning. Because for a while I taught remedial reading. We didn't call it that, but reading support. And my students didn't like coming to my class. In fact, I was the one who took away PE and music for them. <laughs> it wasn't the, the desired teacher. But it was in my classroom where I chose to invite friend Holy Spirit. And I saw him begin to move in a way that it began to impact me. I saw the things I started praying for. I I started to see kids feel more peaceful and at ease. And they would even say to me, it feels so peaceful in your classroom. I just like being here. I want to tell you an encouraging story. Because Revelation 19.10 tells us, testimony of Jesus, the testimony, the things he's done in our life, it speaks prophetically to you, the hearer. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What's the spirit of prophecy? It's telling of the good things of our God. So the good things that God has done in my life, you can take a hold of those and say, God, I want to see those things happen in my life. Because there's nothing different about Jessica Glover than there is about me. If you're holding onto the promises of God and you're going after God's heart, it's no different. You and me, all we're doing is we're seeking the one true God. We're seeking him to come and intervene in our classroom, to come and bring heaven's perspective into the realm of learning where the Holy Spirit intermingles with us and brings a revelation that no one can make up on their own. He is heaven's inspiration. Our overarching company is even called Inspirations Productions because where does our inspiration come from? Him, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, because heaven has no need of ideas. It's full of ideas. It's full of time. There's no lack. Okay, so this story I want to share with you is super encouraging. I was working in an inner city school where I had a gay principal and I got called in for my yearly review. And something came up in the conversation where she questioned whether the things I was doing in my class were related to my church. And it caught me off guard because it didn't have anything to do with church. And I said, oh, absolutely not. And she goes, if it ever does. And she kind of gave me this warning. Well, I had a mentor that encouraged me in my already growing sense of honor. And if you haven't read the book, Culture of Honor, or that's not been a part of your way of life, I'm going to encourage you to step into a place of honor. Because when we honor those in leadership in our lives, we're going to see open doors, okay? So what I started doing is I started writing notes. I asked the Lord for encouraging messages that would speak specifically to my principal. And then I knew she liked certain treats from Trader Joe's. So I would go out of my way and I would buy these treats and I would try to write these notes every couple months or so. And she would always say, you don't have to buy me anything. 
but it was the act of sacrifice, that sacrificial love that made a way for her favor in my life. And I wasn't doing it for anything, but I will tell you two years under her leadership, I had an opportunity to use state funding to put on a family night for my low readers. You see, these readers weren't involved in other extracurricular activities. They weren't the ones in the choir showcase or the band production, and they were not out on the track field as track stars. They weren't playing football. They really didn't have a lot that they were into. But the thing that they enjoyed in my classroom was reader's theater. And if you don't know what that is, it's where you get a script and you perform by sitting in like a stool. You use voice inflection. So they had to practice comprehension skills, fluency, all the things that I needed to do in my program to help improve their reading scores. But we made it fun. And so I wanted to showcase these talents of these kids for their parents. But I thought, why can't I bring in a pastor from my church to talk about strategies for raising teenagers? Like to speak to parents and encourage them because often, I don't know about you, but I'm actually a parent of several teens. It's a lot of work and encouragement is always welcome. So I invited one of our pastors to come in and he prepared a message that came from a parenting program that is very much following the heart of God. How does God see them calling out the gold? So I ordered pizza with this funding that I got. And then we had these parents enjoy a short, encouraging parental message from our pastor who was instilling kingdom principles into this public space with these public school parents. And then the kids were showcased in doing something amazing that they had learned how to do, Reader's Theater. The night was a success. Did my principal worry about me bringing something from my church? No, she actually didn't even show up. She trusted me to get other leaders in my school to come and assist me. And then I put the whole event on, ordered the pizza, I prepared, got the leaders. And you know what those kids remembered the next day? That was so fun. We had a great time. And what I saw was the raised level of confidence. And we knew we'd made a deposit for the kingdom in these families and loving them well in the ways of the kingdom, but we'd shown the heart of the father, which was generous. And it was also pointing out the things that they were doing well. It was showcased their talents, skills, and abilities. And then we were loving these parents in the place that they were at and raising their kids. What a great way to show off the kingdom, right? So be encouraged today that wherever you're at, public, private, homeschool, that when you hear testimonies of God moving, like in my classroom or another colleague's classroom, Remember, you can grab a hold of those and say, it's the testimony of Jesus. It's a spirit of prophecy. It speaks. Do you want to grab a hold of this? Do you want to see it? Then tell the Lord, I want to see those things happen in my classroom. Position me in a place to receive the goodness of you, the goodness of my God in my classroom. Let my kids be blessed. Let their families be blessed. Let me see your goodness, oh God, in my space, in my classroom. And I just want to encourage you, you set the atmosphere and God is going to show up. Be expectant. He's on the move and he's in a good mood. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour.
and please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources in person and online events and receive my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash declarations. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget you're a world changer and what you do every day is changing lives.